I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Not gambling advice. Today is Monday, June 6th. Peter Apple not joining us. He is down under the weather, a little sick, but he's been on such a heater the last four days that he deserves to have a little break. Enjoy his heater. I'm joined by Clay Snowden today. He is a writer at JustBaseball.com. You might know him as the Reds fan. You might know him as a guy that writes up waiver wire articles. You might know him from, say, the division. However you know him, Clay, happy to have you today. We were talking pre-show. Clay was showing me, you know, we were just talking about, like, obviously we have notes and things, um, you know, with, with little, you know, tidbits on each player that we're talking about. And I do a split screen method, right, where I have the Zoom open so I can see my guy, Clay, and then I have my notes next to it. Clay? is a little older than me. He prints out his notes. So anybody on YouTube can see that he prints out his notes, but Clay, happy to have you. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I printed it out with a big font and big spacing. So it's easy to see. So maybe I am old school, you know, like a David Fletcher fan, old school, you know, slap singles and stuff. You know, you're a, you're a big David Fletcher fan, big Matt Carpenter fan. He gets the bunt <laughs> against the shift. He pulls home runs. He goes the other way when he when he needs to. That's that's the kind of fan you are, Clay. Anyways, uh, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm having a good day. I was at the Yard Goats game earlier today, so I got to see some double A action. This is not a fantasy related, but man, are the Rockies and the Phillies organizations bad? They are just brutal. No depth there. Bad defense. Bad pitching. It's it's not quality baseball. I'm not surprised that the Phillies organization has bad defense if it's anything like the major league team. If it's anything like it. Okay, so Clay, before we get into this episode, obviously we're going to bring two you know, hitters, pitchers to talk about to pick up. We're going to bring a streaming option for the week. You actually have a reliever option, which I'm excited to get to because we honestly don't talk relievers on this show much and, and we probably should more, but I think you have an intriguing option for us. The guy I want to get into first though because I've been saying his name now for, you know, months and months. I, I'm just taking a little victory lap here because you, you, you have to earn it at some point, right? Like, I don't like to take victory lap on everyone. But Alejandro Kirk, I've probably been his biggest fan now for the last year. And I've been, he, Clay's wearing his Blue Jays hat. The dude absolutely rakes and he had a terrible start to the year. But he has a 142 WRC plus now. He's had, you know three homers in the last week he's hitting 307 just a 9% K rate and I think I've shouted him out on this show like the last two or three weeks to just say come on pick him up pick him up pick him up and he's still not fully owned I think it's still a time that you can pick him up and at a catching position that's pretty slim with power pretty slim with average he's hitting 307 that's he's putting up better numbers than Kiebert Ruiz right now yeah, and he was just picked up in my 10-man league for the first time. Somebody finally gave up on Yasmani Grandal. If you're still on that <clears> fence, <throat> jump off that fence. Drop Grandal, pick up Kirk. Um, I just think, especially if the deadline comes, it wouldn't be a surprise if the Blue Jays traded Danny Jansen or Moreno or, so, or something to make a big splash move. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying it's possible, especially if Kirk keep, keeps hitting at this level. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those guys where you just can't really let the 
not even the eye test, but just like your judgment of him being a 5'8", 260 pound, <laughs> maybe 260 pound. He might be heavier than 260, to be he's honest. He, yeah. he is huge. He might be approaching 300, but it doesn't really matter because he crushes the ball. Anyways, that's my little victory lap of the day. Clay, I'm going to let you get into your first waiver wire ad and we'll go from there, man. Excited. Yeah, so you said Kirk had a 142 WRC plus. Is that right? Well, my first guy has a 145 WRC plus, and that's Chicago Cubs rookie Christopher Morrell. Anyone that has seen any of my tweets the past few days know that I'm just a fanboy. Um, Morrell is leading off for the Cubs and playing all over the field. Uh, he's only owned in 16.4% of leagues. He's slashing 297, 391, 486, two home runs, 15 runs scored, six stolen bases in only 19 games. He's reached base every single game of his career. Colby, what have you thought about him so far before I dive deep into the stats? You know, I, I love what I've seen from this guy because you love guys that make tangible adjustments. And this is a guy that, that for most of his career in the minor leagues was a high K rate guy, definitely had the pop in there, but, but couldn't always get to it because he was hitting 220, 240. Yeah. And now he's finally, you know, squashing that K rate. It's down to a very respectable 22% in his first stint at the big leagues, which is crazy to think. You know, the only thing I can think of is obviously this is such a tearing start. He has a bab of 370, but if he's not striking out a lot, he's hitting the ball somewhat hard. And I like what I've seen, Clay. Yeah. And to, to kind of piggyback off that, he's walking at a 12.6% clip. And if you watch the games, he, he's not laying off every pitch on the edge. And you'll see that on his baseball savant page to an extent. Um, he's not like chasing anything out of the zone like crazy. But I was watching the other day and he laid off a slider that was starting in the zone. And I'm not joking, just just a hair outside of the zone with, I think, two strikes on Thursday night. And at that moment, I said, oh, my gosh, like this rookie is laying off pitches nobody lays off of. So he, he's playing with confidence right now. 12.5% barrel rate, 42.9% hard hit rate. Um, I And the main reason why I think everyone should pick him up is not even the stats, which are incredible. Um, it's not even how funny he is to watch. If you're like me, I want to pick up a player I'll, I enjoy actually watching play and help my team, but it's the eligibility. Depending on your league, this could change in the rules and restrictions and whatnot. But um, for instance, on ESPN, He's an outfielder right now. Well, that's going to change somewhat soon. He has eight games at second base, three at third base, and two at shortstop. Last night's game, they moved him during the game to another position. So David Ross right now has the Swiss Army knife who he can move all over the field. He's not afraid to change him during the game. That's how much he trusts this rookie after 20 games. And on top of all that, Colby, he's the leadoff hitter. And what does that mean? he gets the most at-bats, which in fantasy is something that you should be hunting. I'm going to give you two comps because I think that's the easiest way to kind of understand who he is as a player. And the first guy I'm going to give is Chris Taylor because of the, the eligibility, but also a good mix of power and speed. Second guy I'm going to mention is Adolis Garcia on the Texas Rangers because I think he, he also has that, that, you know, somewhat of a, you know, he strikes out a good amount. Um, but has really, really good power and speed. Um, and I think those are pretty good comps for, for Christopher Morrell. 
Yeah, I, I like everything that I've seen. He's been feasting on the fastball right now, um, batting 356 off fastball. So if you think that maybe they're throwing some more breaking balls, he's hitting 273 off breaking balls. But with how good his eye's been at the zone, he's been able to get himself in counts that pitchers have to throw a fastball if they don't trust the breaking ball enough to throw a strike. And it's all just working in his favor. I'm just amazed how good he's been in his first 19 games. And if I'm a fantasy owner, I pick him up and I start him now. And if he, even if he starts to cool off with the amount of flexibility he's going to gain, you can eliminate an extra bench bat and pick up, you know, somebody else or another flyer on somebody because he can just be on your bench and insert him when someone has a day off here, here, here. Um, and, and that's just so valuable with, with the, the limited roster spots. So, Clay, I'm going to move into my next guy, but I'm not going to say who it is, and I'm going to give you kind of like a blind resume. And I kind of want you to give me give me your reaction on this. So, since May 14th, you know, that's like close to a three-week sample. Pretty good sample. It's like 55, 60 plate appearances. This player has a 55% hard hit rate, an 11% barrel rate. His K rate is down to 22%. His walk rate is 13%. He has a 230 average, but two bombs over that span. Just a 265 BABIP as well. So I think there's more room for average there. His, his last year, for example, this player had a 316 BABIP. So a lot of power here, a lot of power upside. He's a first baseman. What do you think of this profile? Um, or you can guess who you think the player is. Too. Oh, I thought you were going to make me guess on the spot. I was like, man, that sounds difficult. Um, AL or NL? It is AL. AL East. I don't know who is it. Okay, I'll give it to you. It's Bobby Dahlbeck. Oh, no. Here we go. And, you know, I exactly. And that's the reaction I expected. I, I really did because Bobby Dahlbeck, you know, I wa- I'm a Red Sox fan, obviously. And it, probably the listeners out there know that already. And I watch a lot of Bobby Dahlbeck. And I mentioned him on last week's episode as a guy that I thought could catch fire here soon. Kind of like a Chris Carter-esque where he, like, can hit five home runs in seven days. Like, that's really what Bobby Dahlbeck is capable of. But what I like that I've seen from Bobby Dahlbeck over the last week is, yeah, he the hard hit rate's always been there. And I just feel like these balls are going to start dropping more. And they have. I'm um, Actually, just before we recorded, he hit a double off of a Frankie Montas curveball. And that's the struggle for Bobby Dalbeck. He's a terrible off-speed pitch, you know, breaking ball hitter. His ex-wobo on fastballs is near 380. It's 220 against off-speed. So I think he's starting to see the ball a little bit better. And, and, and I don't know if you should pick him up necessarily just yet, but the peripherals there, the 55% hard hit rate, it's like it's so easy to fall in love with. And if he's striking out at a 22% rate, like he was striking out a 32% rate last year. So he's making adjustments. Yeah, and I have a question about that. Um, just off the top of my head, I do not have the numbers in front of me, but is Franchi going to be taking some of his at-bats at first, maybe, against righties? And and what do you think about that? Because if he's on the wrong side of a platoon, not saying he's going to become a strict platoon player, but you know, when I'm thinking of the Red Sox, and I, first off, if you're picking up these players, you're probably in a pretty deep league, and what you need more than anything is at-bats. Is he losing at-bats to Franchi Cordero, who's also been playing pretty well in a decent pickup? If if you can hunt the correct platoons and you have a roster spot, I mean, Franchi Cordero on your team isn't a bad option if it's a right here on the mound. Well, 
the the crazy thing about French Cordero, and you may have just sniped me here because I think Bobby Dahlbeck is an interesting option to keep an eye on. He's 50, 15% owned, but he's Frenchy a watch Cord- list ad, right? Yes, he's a watch list ad. But Frenchy Cordero legitimately might be an ad at 3% owned right now. And you mentioned the, the splits for Franchi, but actually, so far this year, he's hitting the same basically the same against righties and lefties. And from what I've seen from Franchi Cordero over the last few weeks is, well, for one, he has a 370 X Woba and a 316 Woba. So there's a big gap there, but he's been walking more. 9% walk rate, 25% K rate. He looks, you know, finally at age 27, comfortable enough at the big league level. He didn't, you know, the last few years. And he, I think he was just kind of rushed. Like this is a guy that's been in the big leagues are getting big league at bats since he was 22 and up and down, up and down. That takes a mental wear on you. I think he's finally found his place. This might be the pickup clay. I, I mean, you could probably in like a 10 man league, if you have an injury at first base or something, you could literally just kind of play the platoon there if you wanted to and see who's pitching that week. And if there's two lefties, maybe you pick up Dahlbeck or, I mean, that's a fun thing to monitor. It's definitely a fun thing to monitor. I mean, he's hitting 266 since, you know, in his last 70 plate appearances, 266. You know, some good power, 469 slugging percentage. That's been 116 WRC plus. And I think there's more in the tank there. His hard hit rate is, let's see what his hard hit rate is right now, Clay. A whopping 52%. I mean, that that's legit power. That's legit yeah. power. So I think Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi Cordero are legit, you know, at least watch list. But I think Franchi actually might be a, a good feeling because he also has outfield eligibility. Okay, let's move on. We talked about Red Sox for a little too long there, Clay. But before we do that, I'm going to talk to you about Prize Picks because the Not Gambling Advice show is sponsored by Prize Picks. We are having really good luck with Prize Picks lately. We've been hitting like four out of five every day for some reason, but I believe the five out of fives are going to come and you're still making money at four out of five. Um, Clay, have you have you had a chance to, to download the Prize Picks app and, and get a chance to look at it? Because it's really intuitive. There's a ton of options. They've now added, you know, you can bet on, in a parlay on like the number of pitches a pitcher is going to throw. If you think that, you know, for example, Jeffrey Springs was at like 75 and a half, really low the last week. He crushed that over, right? There's yeah. little things you can get an edge on. Yeah. I, I've downloaded the app. I have yet to use it as I'm a little scared about the fact that I have a wedding that, that I have to be paying for coming up. And I don't know if my fiance would appreciate me Rolling the dice on, on you know, c- certain uh, funds for that. Okay, Clay, what if I told you that there's little risk because if you deposit, you know, say you want to deposit $100, say you want to deposit $200, you would get a 100% match. And so you could just bet with that $100, $200 that they give you for free, bet with it, win as much money as you want, and then cash it out if you want. Like, you don't even yeah. have to keep playing. Yeah, I'm telling you, it is really no risk to you. And... You know, you might be able to, maybe you say you win $150, $200. You could buy your fiance something nice before that wedding, make her very happy. So not going to advice presented by prize picks. Use promo code, just baseball to get a hundred percent deposit match. I know my guy clay is excited about it now. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've sold them, but anyways, clay, let me get into your next waiver wire ad. So one thing that I love is players with multiple availabilities. I like you. I almost always pick up players that have, you know, can play multiple positions. And here's another one, Garrett Cooper, first base slash outfielder for Miami Marlins. 
Um, he's only owned in 4.7% of the leagues. Uh, right now, he's slashing 297, 370, 442. He hit a home run right before we jumped on here today, which makes four on the year. Colby, do you have any idea that Garrett Cooper has hit 280 or above the past three seasons? Dude, he has, so 2020, 133 WRC+. plus. 2021, 134 WRC+. plus. Guess what he has this year? 133 WRC+. plus. That is consistency right there. Yeah, and you know, he's battled some injuries, especially last year, and he's one of those guys who will hit a few games and you pick him up, then he gets injured or he stops playing as much. He's kind of been a, not a strict platoon player, but kind of a part-time player at times. Um, but right now he's batting second behind Jazz. I like that a lot. I like where he's batting, playing a lot of first base and DH right now. Um, Which is and you promising know what we for love. him. Yeah. Do you know what we love at Just Baseball? Bubbles. We love bubbles, especially red ones. If you think kids love bubbles, you should meet a Just Baseball employee. And all of his bubbles are red, man. I mean, he's doing really well. 75 percentile or higher in barrel percentage, ex-woba, average exit velocity, max exit velocity. I mean, he, he's just a really good hitter. He's not going to put the ball over the fence every day. He's not Jorge Soler in that aspect. But he sometimes, sprays especially, it everywhere. Yeah, if, if you're like me, I just picked him up today because four of my out, outfielders are on the I.L. I need somebody. If you're in a category league, you know, that that average is going to help you as well. So so Gary Cooper, what did you say he's owned in right now? Probably pretty low, like 5%, do you say? 4.7%. Okay, so 5% ownership. The, the thing that I've always loved about Gary Cooper is, is I just mentioned he sprays the ball to all fields. Like if you go to Fangraphs and look at where he sprays the ball, pull percentage, 35%, up the middle, 35%, oppo, 30%. Like he's he goes with the pitches, but... The other thing I love about Garrett Cooper is he doesn't, you know, overcommit to, to one type of contact, right? We see a lot of guys that, you know, overcommit to ground balls, overcommit to maybe fly balls. He does everything. 30% line drive rate is, is allowing him to, you know, hit for a high average, but have a lot of power. He still gets the ball on the ground enough to have that high average as well. But it's just such a well-rounded profile for him with a really manageable 24% K rate. And like we said, this guy since 2020, like, let's let's extrapolate here right like in since 2020 because he's been hurt right he yes. has 572 plate appearances in total and over that span 288 18 home runs 67 runs 78 rbi so imagine that is kind of like a full season what you're getting from Garrett cooper that is super super good for for a you know a top 200 player like top 250 player i mean he he should be owned in at least 12 man leagues he's almost available every year in a 10, 10 to 12 man league. And I do not understand, like even after injuries and, you know, picking up hot hitters, like pick up, sometimes it's good to pick up the hot hitter. Sometimes it's good to pick up the consistent player that's going to produce. Um, if you're in a points league, you know, two, three points a day, one, you know, not many negatives, you know, just get by. Um, another thing that I like, with Garrett Cooper, the upcoming schedule for this week. If you just need that one week of somebody this week, Washington for three at home, Astros on the road, which could be hard. He, I, I, I don't think he's ever played in that ballpark. And then Phillies on the road. We, we kind of know what's going on with, with the Philadelphia Phillies, but on the road, 
at Philadelphia, he has a career slash line of 343, 395, 579 in his career against the Phillies. Super solid option. So I think that's such a good plug and play option this week right now if you need somebody to fill in there's a lot of injuries out there guys are getting on the COVID list right now that's a great guy to plug in I'm I feel like I always bring to the table here on these waiver wire guys like guys that you know right now maybe you don't need to pick them up but like maybe in the middle of this week you're going to pick them up or next week you're going to pick them up and you're going to be glad that I told you before the crowd got to them so I'm actually going to bring up a guy here that's still in AAA and and uh Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas city Royals has, you know, taken the league by storm. This is a guy that, that our own arm Layton, who's like the prospect guru at this point was, was talking to me about in the off season, right? He saw good things from him last year. He hit 24 home runs last year across high A and double A, but this year he's taken it to a whole nother level. He's hit 15 home runs in 50 games in triple A and 52 RBIs to boot clay. I mean, the Royals, it's shocking to me they haven't brought him up yet because Carlos Santana has been struggling so much. It's like, what do you do? You fought, you brought MJ Melendez up and that seemed to, to kind of, you know, give a spark to the Royals. And I think bringing up this Vinny Pasquantino is kind of that next step. And, and remember, this is a guy that has a 15% strikeout rate, not a 30% strikeout rate. He has a great approach. He's 24 years old. And I think he's really MLB ready. It's not a 22 year old. That's going to come up and be like, Holy shit, what's going on. He is ready. And just 12% on right now. So, you know, if you're in a deep league, it might be time to call him up because I think they're going to call him up here in the next week or two. Yeah, and I think he is kind of a victim of the Nick Prado effect where Nick Prado was the guy who was talked about in Kansas City as the first baseman who's coming up. And he kind of was in the shadow there. Um, But look at the numbers. I mean, it's time to bring him up. Carlos Santana, send him to the moon. Um, There's just no possible reason why he should still be on the roster right now they have a couple of those like vets who are just kind of like hanging around or like mediocre and um i think it's time in kansas city for to 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 bring him up and not only that but put him in the lineup in the middle of the order it 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 really makes no sense like i don't i don't understand the kansas city royals brass like Carlos Santana, okay, like has a, the peripherals are fine. He always gets on base at a decent clip, but he's 36. You're a losing ball club. You're not winning games. Get this old man off your team and, and let him go somewhere else. Maybe like, I don't know. It it just, it just mind blowing that you're going to leave this guy in AAA when he could actually provide more value and MJ Melendez worked out. But anyways, to kind of wrap up there, it, it's not a guy that go pick him up right now, but I'm telling you, as soon as, you know, you kind of start seeing buzz on Twitter, like, uh Oh, Vinny Pasquantino is scratching the lineup tonight. Like go pick him up ASAP when that happens, because this is a guy that, that will immediately plug in as a really, really good hitter. Yeah. Clay, you, uh, so you gave me your two hitters before we get into our streaming pitchers. You said, you mentioned pre-show that you have a reliever for us. And I kind of want you to dive into that. Yeah, so the reliever that I have is owned in 5.8% of leagues, and it's Daniel Hudson for the Dodgers. And I wrote about this on my last waiver wire pickup last Monday to snag him. He got a save this week. The reason why I think, especially if you're closer, you know, if you picked a closer, he's really struggled or lost the role or you don't have faith in, pick up Hudson. Um, Craig Kimbrell hasn't been great. Daniel Hudson's been awesome. I think Kimbrell remains the closer, but Hudson keeps getting about a save a week, which is going to help your team now. 
And if he's pitching that well and Dave Roberts is giving him that many opportunities, it's just going to make it more likely that he doesn't pitch Kimbrell on back-to-back days because why not? If you have a 1A, 1B, more or less, I'm saying pick him up because I could see that situation develop into a situation where Hudson is even getting more saves. An injury could happen. I mean, anything could happen to Craig Kimbrell. You know, like we we saw him pitch so bad when, when he went to the White Sox last year. Like, I don't have full faith in him. So Daniel Hudson's not a bad pickup right now. He's pitching extremely well, and he could snag a save. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't us undervalue, you know, the impact of a guy that can bring really good splits to your team and sprinkle in saves because, you know, Daniel Hudson right now has a 1.96 ERA. He's getting a ton of strikeouts. He's not walking anybody. So it's all good things for your ERA, all good things for your whip, you know, and he already has two wins on the season four saves. So he's providing across the board. And like you said, not owned everywhere. If you have reliever injuries, there's plenty of them right now. Like, to be honest, I'm a guy that drafted Blake Trinan before the year, and, and that turned out to be an absolute disaster. But Daniel Hudson kind of is that now stepping into the kind of that Blake Trinan role where, like, yeah. he's the next man up, and and Craig Kimbrell can't pitch every day at, at, what, 35? I mean, Daniel Hudson's also 35, but filthy, absolutely filthy yeah. what this guy has done to, to transform his career. Absolutely. So do you have a relief pitcher as well? I do not have a relief pitcher, but I'll get into my streaming option of the week, and then you can finish us off with your streamer. Um, So my streamer is pretty interesting because he is a top prospect. Edward Cabrera of the Miami Marlins is just baseball's number 74 prospect right now. Um, And maybe that gets a bump, but he tore up the Colorado Rockies in Coors Field, which for a guy making his debut on the season, he was in the big leagues last year, kind of struggled. Um, but to make his debut and go six innings strong, one hit, he, he took a no hitter into the seventh. Four walks is, you know, kind of the, the one red flag there, but nine strikeouts in course. And, and the pitches don't move as much. His changeup looked electric at 93, 94, up to 95, I believe, maybe 96. Um, he has, you know, three four really good pitches you know fastballs up in the zone he has a pretty good slider with with kind of like a gyro slider not too much movement and then he has kind of developed a josiah gray-esque curveball that i think he's going to start to to throw more outside of course obviously curveballs are not the pitch you want to throw in cores um and then the changeup is is the best pitch but he has a really good matchup this week um and Walks are the issue with him, but I think he's, you know, you're a Reds fan, Clay. I think Edward Cabrera might be a little bit more MLB ready than even Hunter Green right now. Oh, like imagine Hunter Green and and give me Edward Cabrera to perform a little bit better with similar K numbers. Yeah, and what I like about him too, and we do have to take ourselves back from the numbers at time and remember these are human beings, right? There is no one that has as much competition for starting you know, prospect, I guess, ro- rotation pieces, if you will. Like, I won't call them all starters because I don't think they all will be. But if he doesn't pitch well, like, there's another guy in Miami knocking on the door, Max Meyer, you know. Um, they have so much young talent in that rotation that in his head, as any human will, if there's less competition, you might not always be the on on the, you know, the best of your game 
he knows that it's going to be the next guy up if he doesn't get it done. I mean, he he has that he has that dog in him, Colby, right? He's got that dog in him. I mean, he definitely does. He, he's definitely a confident pitcher. Um, I just don't think you're going to find any more upside than this on the waiver wire right now. He's 33% owned. He gets the Nationals who are, you know, they can, they can put up good performances at times yeah. at the plate. They're very streaky, though, and I think it's a team that he can dominate. Um, and walks are always going to be the issue. He, he walked four and a half guys per nine in AAA this year. But if you can kind of get past the walks and appreciate – the strikeout numbers and potentially wins. I, I think he's a great streaming option for this weekend and potentially, you know, pick him up and see where it goes for the next couple weeks. Right. No, I, I love that. I would do it. In, even in my 10 man league, he's been picked up. Yeah. So you, I mean, he's getting scooped up in all leagues right now. So if he's on your list, go out and get him. Clay, you finish this off. Give us your last streaming option, and then we'll wrap that up for the episode, baby. Let's do it. Okay. I love this one because it's Graham Ashcraft of the Cincinnati Reds. 5.7% own, 1.53 ERA, three starts, 0.96 whip. And I love not only the numbers. I mean, this is the perfect streamer option, in my opinion, that I've seen in a while. Um, He's going up against the D-backs on Tuesday. So pick them up early. It's Tuesday this week. And the, the D-backs this year, as you know, not the best offense. They're batting 218, 306, 406 against right-handed p- pitching. And Tyler Gilbert's on the mound for the D-backs. Good, Good chance no Graham. Yeah, well, still not the best pitcher. Good chance the Reds, who are not a good team, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, he could get the win, too, which is going to help you in any league. What I love about Graham Ashcraft is when he was called up, he faced Toronto in Toronto for his first ever start and only allowed two runs. Next start, the Giants, zero runs. Next start, Washington, only one run. 62.5% ground ball rate so far in his three starts. It was 68% this year in the minors where he had a 1.65 ERA. The next start is at home, which gives up home runs at Great American. But when you have ground ball rates like that, you add it to a fastball that's 97 to 100 miles per hour, and then a sinker that batters are batting 125 on and a slider has put away pitch 158 on. The dude's got nasty stuff. He's confident. Same thing, as I said, with with Miami, there's other starters that could take his job and he's just not going to let that happen. Graham Ashcraft is such a interesting pitcher. Um, and, and he's not interesting because he gets a lot of strikeouts, but I, I went on the call up and I've only been on the call up once in my life. Right. Arm had me on and we talked reds prospects for whatever reason, for whatever reason, but we, we talked about Graham Ashcraft and, and what makes Graham Ashcraft so special is that fastball because it is labeled as a four-seam fastball, but but it's actually, you know, kind of like it's a gyro. So for anybody, any of the listeners out there that are like, what the hell is a gyro fastball, right? Emmanuel Class A kind of throws one, um, but basically what it is, and I think this is the best analogy to kind of explain it, is it's a pitch that spins like a football. So a football doesn't move horizontally right or left, and it's basically a pitch that moves exactly straight. And guys just do not pick it up at all. He doesn't get whiffs with it, but at that high velocity, they just don't pick it up. They put it right into the ground. And 
you know, the craftiness of Graham Ashcraft is why I love him so much. Um, and, and it's not a guy that's going to blow you away with strikeouts, but a guy that's going to always overperform his expected numbers. And, and, you know, we love to, to talk about, you know, expected numbers and, and all that stuff, but you just kind of got to go in and, and it's a guy that you got to watch, but understand what you're watching and, and what you're watching is a guy that's just, he can deceive hitters because of the yeah. different movement on his pitches. Guys are not used to seeing gyro fastballs. So definitely a guy that's not owned everywhere. And a guy that, you know, the Reds offense has been rolling as of late clay. I think he could sweep out a win here. Yeah, I, I just love the the matchup. I just don't look at that Arizona lineup and say Graham Ashcraft is really, you know, I'm worried. And when he went into Toronto, I said that. I said, you know, in the minors, he had trouble finding the zone at time, has not had that issue in his first three starts. And I said, okay, like George Springer, I'm a little bit worried about that. Vlad, Bo, like you, there's a whole list. I don't have that feeling. And, and he, he worked, you know, two runs against – the Blue Jays in your first career start in Toronto on short notice. I mean, I have all of the confidence in the world right now in Graham Ashcraft, especially against the Diamondbacks. And I think the K numbers are actually will tick up as time goes. I mean, this is a guy that, that, you know, last year was striking out nine per nine innings this year, eight per nine innings in triple a, um, but for his career, Kayla, let's just wrap this up by going down for his career last year in high a 2.33 ERA and eight starts. 3.36 ERA in 14 triple or double A starts. Then this year, he just took another step forward. 1.65 ERA in seven starts and a 1.53 in three starts in the big leagues. He's going deep into starts too. I think that's an, another important thing to mention because, you know, the lack of Ks helps him do that. But the ton of ground balls that, that you know, these guys can just eat up and, and get a ton of one, two pitch at bats. Yeah, he he's just been so fun to watch. And um you know, Red's Twitter is already asking if he's going to be better than Hunter Green and whatnot. I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes on all of that talk. Um, I, From a, I'm going to let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Sit back, enjoy Graham Ashcraft on a Tuesday night against your Arizona Diamondbacks. Colby's favorite team's the Diamondbacks, by the way. Absolutely. You know, I, I've been another guy that I want to take a little victory lap on is Christian Walker because I was pumping the crap out of him and, and, that hot streak came just like I said it would, but yeah, yeah I, I think Graham Ashcraft, like you said, is a fun pickup and fun streamer too, just because you should pick him up and then go watch him pitch because he is just a treat to watch. It, it's going to you like, you're going to watch him and go, you know, I've never seen a pitcher like this. Yeah. He, he is crazy to watch. I mean, the first time you see that fastball or whatever you want to call it, go 100 and you see the the hitter kind of react to it. You can just tell like, there's something unique about that pitch that is not always the same as most fastballs or fastballs. Okay, Clay, that'll do it today. But real quick before you leave, I need a little bit of not gambling advice from you. So the Reds are 18 and 35 right now. Set the line over or under for their finishing win total. Let's see if they get Jonathan India back, which is still tough. It's so hard to say with three rookie pitchers in the mix, but hey, let's go ahead and say 68. 68. Okay, I think you're a little high there, but nonetheless. 64? 64. I think 64 is a little bit more like it. But okay, how about okay, 66? How about that? <laughs> you're taking you're taking over? I'll take over 64. 
Over 64, I like it. Okay, we'll write that down. We'll come back to it later. Clay, thanks for having thanks for having you. Is that is that the correct? That's <laughs> definitely not the correct way to say that. But anyways, thanks for coming on the show, Clay. We had a blast with you. We'll have to have you back on. And go check out Clay's Waiver Wire articles because he's doing the Waiver Wire podcast. You might as well go check out the Waiver Wire article he's put on JustBaseball.com. Clay, you got anything else before we leave? That article should be out um, on Monday mornings, and uh, it's going to vary between if how, how many players there are, uh, you know, available or playing well. But yeah, check that out. And um, that thanks so much, Colby, for having me on. Yeah, man, had a blast. Everybody, have a good week. Happy Monday. Catch you next time. Thanks.